I'm Arya Schwartz, along with my co-host, Rachel Galligan, and welcome to the Windsider Show, where it's all about the W. We're here with Jasmine Baker, and we're talking Dallas Wings. the Dallas Wings are winless and we're gonna we're gonna dive into that we've been begging Jasmine Baker to join us on the show for a while and we're glad that she does and did if you like our show please consider joining our Patreon community for less than a cup of coffee a month you can directly show support for the hard work we do covering the W Jazz what's going on how you doing I'm doing great I'm glad I could finally be on the show um and I listen Shout out to the uh, the music, the intro music. I'm over here pop locking in, in just the whole bit. So thank you for having me on. <laughs> we, we've been tweaking it. We're trying to get it a little bit more modern, you know. <laughs> I actually taken it back in time now. Oh, well, we. we I, mean, I love it. I still feel like I'm in a video game. Well, I was going to say, it's still, we wanted to keep the essence of it, which is old school video game. Um so glad we didn't lose that jasmine it's it's hot down in dallas and something that hasn't been heating up so far at least or has been lukewarm has been the dallas wings um i'm i'm torn because early in the season obviously we're early in the season but if we look at the games that have been played so far the first couple games i think this team looked a lot better um and now we're seeing a kind of I don't want to say regression, but they're definitely not continuing the growth pattern that we saw in, let's say, the first two games. What are your thoughts on uh, kind of the growth of this team so far? You know, I think my biggest thing is that I totally understand where Brian is coming from in the regard that he's looking at the growth of this team. And that's really where he's at. And I think Brian is being realistic Based on our roster, based on our roster issues, we have talent, but we have a new era, a new I can't I keep stressing this whole new era because we have a new coach, new new team essentially. Um, you know, Glory Johnson has been the only player that we that's on this roster right now that is active and who we've had, you know, since the inception of this team. So I understand that fans are frustrated. I can only imagine how the players feel. But right now, I'm also looking at, okay, are we improving, though? Are we improving? Because when I look at um, who we've played thus far, and like you said, it's early. But at the end of the day, I'm looking at, okay, it's not like we're getting blown out by these teams. People have to keep that in mind. Um, There are times that we're looking at, okay, Dallas is struggling Personally, I think in the second half, we're still, we're struggling in the second half. And um, obviously I think I want to say the biggest blowout we've had uh, since we started the season has been against uh, the Mystics and 86 to 62. And when you consider the fact that we lost to them early on in the season like that, especially a team that is expected to possibly go back to the, to, you know, to the finals, I'm, I'm not that disappointed. Um, I'm looking at that we're losing by, you know, less than 10 points 
uh, give or take, um, to the rest of them, the rest of these teams. So for me, I'm looking at uh, that we're still trying to figure out. Uh, we're still trying to figure out the starting five. Like you know, we've, we, Brian's consistently trying to figure that out because it's right now. Um, you know, Enrique's hurt. It, it's like you know, I can't imagine being in his position. Um, given what he started off with and where we're at now. And I'm just like, it has it even been a month since the season started? No. And I'm just like, I don't know. That told my mom, my mom's like, how do, how do you, how do you be, how are you a Dallas Wings fan? And I was like, mom, I just show up. That's, that's what it is at this point. I just show up. Um, because you never know what you're going to get from week to week. And, it's exciting nonetheless from last season to this season for sure, just in terms of everything that's constantly going on with this team. Um, but, you know, because the last time we won preseason game against Connecticut, and now Connecticut's one of the top teams. Now, mind you, a lot of people, like, don't they don't put much stock in the preseason. I understand why. But that's the last time we've won anything. And then we went in, you know, against the dream, and we really thought we were going to come out with you know, start the season off with that win. So, you know, at this point, I'm just hoping that when we do get the first dub of the season, that we get it home. We have a nice little um, two games. Uh, we play tomorrow. We play against Atlanta. And then on Thursday, we play against uh, Phoenix. Um, so we shall see if we can pull off a win. And, and the third game after that, uh, June 22nd, is the big Vegas versus Dallas. So that's going to be at Vegas. So I wish I could be there, but uh, that's, that's going to be a rough one. I mean, I I do think I I like your odds tomorrow um, against the dream, just with how the dream have been struggling. And there's been a lot of, uh, I mean, if you, if you look back that, that first game was probably one of the more competitive games that the the wings have put together. Um, So I definitely, I hear where you're coming from. It's, it's a frustrating time. Kind of like you said, Agler comes in there and it just almost feels like piece by piece they have been pulling away everything that this team had. And I know Rachel and I, we've been talking about this a little bit before uh, we got on here, but this team is, is, I mean, I don't even, I don't even know. Rachel, talk to me about this. I know I talked to you before about this and I'm not even going to be able to word what you were saying in a coherent, (laughs) intelligent way. So I think, a lot of teams or a lot of people, fans looking at the teams go, oh, Brian Agler, one of the more well-respected coaches in this league, won championships. He's a very winning coach, comes to this team that everybody last year said was a little bit more of game planning and coaching away from being a real contender. Obviously, they've lost some players, but on the flip side, you look at a team like the Sky, who now have a new coach, an unproven coach, not no knocks against him. But they've kind of, I don't want to say have grown a little bit faster, but at least when you're looking at records or sparks of uh, what they should be doing, we've seen that growth a little bit quicker in Sky. Um, talk to me about the, the different, the ebbs and flows of growing a team. Um, no, I, I just think that um, I agree with with Jasmine. Ari, I agree with you and kind of what we're seeing with the Dallas Wings so far. I, I guess I maybe I have a little bit more of a laxed approach with it because I guess in my mind, I kind of anticipated this. Um, you've got one of the winningest coaches in WNBA right now, I think the winningest, um, who, who's just taken over a franchise 
where basically it's a the, the roster's completely been blown up in my opinion. Yeah, you have familiar names, you have returners, but you're without so many pieces, you're without so many pieces, you know, Mariah Jefferson showing up later in the season, even, you know, your your rookie arguably probably one of the biggest contenders for rookie of the year at least going into the season we thought Arike is out with an injury. So you're battling some injuries, you're still trying to figure out your identity. Brian Agler is going to bring in a system that this Wings franchise is not used to working with, you know, demanding things from the returners and from these vets that a style of play that they're not used to learning. Um, They're not used to playing under, especially from a defensive standpoint. So, you know, Jasmine, I loved your point about losing. I mean, they've lost three out of their four games or um, three out of their five games. I'm sorry, were four points or less. So it's not like, you know, they're, they're getting routed and, and this is a team that, um, has no idea what's going on. I think this is a team that's very early in their development. This is a team that's in a complete rebuild from every aspect of it. You're, you're battling so many uh, roster changes. I mean, even last night, you know, <clears throat> with how depleted they are from the guard position, you've got a rookie, Brooke McCarty-Williams, who's having to st- step up in this role that probably they wouldn't have anticipated she would be stepping up in. And she comes in and she's making great plays on the stretch. And, you know, if you played another five minutes of that game, who knows, maybe Dallas would have had a shot at it. Um, But I don't know. I'm not too concerned. Honestly, I liked what I am seeing from Dallas, given the circumstances of their roster. But I think if you want to compare them to the Sky, REA, it's the Sky are so much further along in terms of, um, I guess, their their building, even though they are under a new coach, because the roster's been together. Now you have Jantel Lavender, who comes in and but but that's a veteran player who's who's become accustomed to working in different systems and you know diamond to shields gabby williams yeah they're in their second year in the league but this 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 core of sky players have been together for now now we're going on their second year um and then you could even look at you know um vandersloot and quigley and dolson and some of those players they've been together even longer so i feel i feel like um James Wade kind of had a roster that was a little more set in stone, a um, little bit more defined roles, even though they're still being defined. Whereas the Dallas Wings in, in the big spectrum of the WNBA right now, everything is a huge question mark. <laughs> everything is so off kilter. Um, and, and that's just being built literally from below ground zero, in my opinion. So it's just going to take some time. And, and honestly, I, I feel like their chances against the dream are pretty good just because of what I saw from them last night against Indiana. They, they're competing, you know, they really are. They're, they just gotta, they just gotta get the pieces together and they gotta be out on the court together a little bit longer. I hear that. And and I will say, you know, to add on to both of your points, when you're talking about a team that essentially last year's whole game plan was throw the ball to Liz, let her do whatever, you know, you're reprogramming your brain in how to play in the W for a lot of these very young players. If you just look at the experience of these players, it's ridiculous how young this team is. And it's almost shocking, to be quite honest, because when you think about this team, yeah, you, oh, yeah, they have athleticism. Yeah, they have youth. But I never thought of them as being so ridiculously young. Um, Jasmine, is this a team that even though they're young can grow quickly or is this going to be a few years of a project, in your opinion? You know, it's interesting you asked me that because Ashley Robinson, who, um, you know, for those of you who don't know, won a uh, title under um, Brian Agler when he was at, in Seattle. And 
you know, she's been really active in the um, community, basketball community here in Dallas, where she's from. And she was at the draft party uh, at the beginning of the season. And she said on record, she said, I see Dallas winning a championship the next few years under Brian Hagler. To me, that says a lot about Brian Agler, it says a lot about the players and the, the players who were coached under him and how much they believe in Brian Agler. And I think that that's the, the thing that the players consistently say is who, who are on the Dallas Wings. This is one thing that they consistently mention is that buying into the system. They understand, like you said, they're going to have to reprogram themselves and mentally, physically to be better. Um, you know, and like Glory Johnson and, and uh, Skylar Diggins Smith and, um, you know, players like that who <clears throat> obviously they're, they're the oldest players on the team, the older players on the team, excuse me. And they are also mothers. And I think that helps them in terms of trying to help this team figure out their identity all over again. Um, and, Helping, I think it's great that Skylar has taken Enrique under her wings like she has. Um, and I think this is a team that can really, and I think they're doing it now. That's the thing I think a lot of people may not may not understand is I think we're seeing that now and how quickly these players have had to adjust agree. under Brian's system. I think they're doing that now. I think we're seeing it, and even though they're losing because, you know, Brian said, you know, talking to the media, he's like, y'all see this as wins and losses. He's like, I'm looking at that. This is growth because he understands. And I think those of us who may have had some coaching experience also understand this is maybe, this uh, where we might be right now, but this is not probably where we're going to be at the end of the season. And I think that a lot of fans may not understand that, but I get what he's saying because, you know, you also have to, um, I think player, excuse me, especially fans who are very um, who have been following the team for a long time, understand that roster issues have been the number one issues with Dallas Wings um, since they got to the city. So seeing that it looks like we're going to keep probably a good core of these players, I personally think we're probably going to be getting, keeping a good core of these players as well as Brian for a while. Um, I'm excited to see how, all, how it all evolves. I Obviously, I do think I don't think they're going to be because I I know I know there have been other teams in the past who we weren't sure when they were ever going to see their first win, and I don't think that that's necessarily the case with Dallas. I think we have the right pieces um, that we can get it done, um, and I think it's just going to take a little bit longer than we anticipated. And the thing about it is, like what Rachel said. Um, and like you uh, already alluded to earlier, we kind of had an idea after you know, losing Liz and last season, everything that happened, we kind of already had an idea as to it was, this was going to be bad and it was going to be unknown. But to be still win, you know, to still be winless, I think that's, we're just what, like, okay, when is this going to break? And I'm hoping it, like, again, I hope it's going to be a home game that we see it, but you know, the only the only vet we have on the on the floor right now is Corey Johnson. And she's um six years in and Taylor Hill was also six years in. She's out with the injury and Skylar's out right now. Um she's six years in and she's uh, you know, coming still coming back from her pregnancy. So um Teresa Plaisance, you know, she's she was injured last season, but um you could tell that she has a lot of she has she's respected by a lot of the players out there and um 
I, I'm really convinced about what this team is trying to do and, you know, how much they believe in each other. So I think that, that now that the elephant is out of the room, you know, this team can go forward with what they were trying to do before Liz got there. And I think that I've said this before because I've said that, um, you know, people talk about Liz being such a factor. And I was like, well, I think that with Liz being such a, when Liz was there and she was such a big factor, a lot of players could not be as effective as they were. Mm-hmm. And I think that what you end up seeing now is, like you said, players trying to reprogram themselves to, you know, because it, it, I mean, when you look at the, the production from the past two seasons with some of the core players that we have, um, some of them who though at the time were rookies and then last last season yeah last season and then now it's really interesting it's it's really interesting and it's been all over the place but I mean I think it adds to the beauty of sports when this team finally does get that win like I know it's going to be mentally the players need it First of first and foremost, the players needed to go forward to that next step of like, okay, we can win with this team, you know. So that, that's really, I think, where we're at. No, I hear that, and and I will say, you know, kind of to add on that, I have started to hear a lot of rumblings um, about players on the roster, you know, being excited about the fact that they can finally yes. get some plays and get some reps and yes. be an active part of this team because when you had. And I'm not trying to knock Liz, I'm not trying to knock Skyler, but when you have those two players who are so polarizing, they're going to get a lot of the touches. And I think, Rachel, we've talked about this. Can you talk to me a little bit about the inconsistencies uh, that have been going through Dallas so far? Well, I think the inconsistencies are everything <laughs> at this point. I mean, I, I this might be a better question for Jasmine as she's been able to watch a little bit more than necessarily I have. I think... I think one of the biggest ones has been their rebounding numbers. You know, Agler is such a defensive minded guy and and you finish plays defensively with rebounds. And even just last night watching that fever game, fever were able to really um, capitalize on a bunch of O boards big time in the first half, primarily the second quarter, which kind of dug the wings a bit of a hole. Um, So I know those are two things that Agler historically has always preached on. His teams have always been one of the top defensive teams in the league and one of the top um, rebounding teams in the league. That's how he's won championships. Um, But I just think this whole team right now screams just inconsistency. And that's not, it's not a bad thing, but you know, we're, we're just looking at a complete reinvention of a franchise here. So it, 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 the the inconsistencies are completely across the board, even from, you know, who's, who's starting night in and night out and who's getting minutes and what's your lineup going to look like a month from now when you've got Mariah Jefferson playing and, you know, Skylar Diggins returns and Azaree Stevens is, you know, who knows, maybe getting more minutes at that point. So I just think, you know, you have to play around with so many different things. Um, you have to go, you have to wave people and then bring them back <laughs> as, as Dallas did just this week with uh, Megan Gustafson. And I just think you, you as a, as a head coach and GM of, of this franchise, you have to, you have to toy around with stuff right now and you're playing around with different lineups. And especially when you've got so many injuries that just heightens the inconsistencies because what you, what you thought you were building those first few games with Arike, well, now you have to fill that spot and that's going to send you a few steps back. And so it's just, to me, the whole thing screams inconsistency. Jasmine, 
you're the, the Dallas Wings got a lot of crap, a lot of flack. Trying to keep my my language clean for the kids here. Um, for for dropping and basically um, putting themselves on the do not enter list for the whole state of Iowa when they dropped Megan. And at what point do you think this team said, let's bring her back? Or, uh, I mean, what goes through your mind? I, I was shocked to see her come back to the team. Um, I'm just, I'm, I'm shocked when she, when they signed I, her. What do I'm you think? I'm still about? curious as to this Megan Gustafson uh, experiment. Um, I, I, I will, I will to the, to the, to this day, I will say we should have never let Kennedy Burke go. Um, and obviously she's out here proving her point. So, you know, we're left with, you know, obviously Megan Gustafson. And I'm not, I'm not trying to sound like a hater because I mean, obviously, um, at this point we'll take all the help we can get. Uh, be careful before you say what you say, you might not be welcome in the Midwest anymore. And that's quite all right. <laughs> I didn't see myself anyway, but, um, <laughs> I don't get me wrong though. I did also say, if anybody wants to check my Twitter, I did also say that I felt like we cut her way too soon. I personally wanted to see. I, I also understand though too. Don't get me wrong. I also understand too that during the preseason I was questioning her production compared to Kennedy's, obviously because we we use numbers in sports. So I questioned her production. So. For me, I just was kind of like, well, I could see her being developed under Brian, and I would love to see how that turns out, but we never got an opportunity to see that. Now, I feel like Dallas is sitting at nine players right now, so <clears throat> nine active players. Well, that's time I counted. Um, and so I think we're just kind of like, you know, we'll take what we can get. And she she's not terrible. I mean, she's not terrible, obviously. She was player of the year last year, last season. But um, I, I'm still just as curious about this one because I'm also curious as to what were our other options. And that's, no, again, no offense and no shade to, you know, Iowa's finest. But I'm, I'm curious as to what were our options because I love options. I say this all the time. And if she wasn't mm-hmm. showing up during preseason, I'm so confused. Like, the, the level of uproar, and I get that, though I will say, because I do appreciate the fact that Iowa rides for theirs like they do, because we get to bring that whole state into now the fold of the W, you know, fan fandom. Uh, but for as much as they talked about Megan, you would have thought she was just, like, out here – getting buckets like Kennedy and we let her go. <laughs> you know? Oh, totally. It, it made no, I, I, I hear where you're coming from completely. And I'm curious because when I finally got over my shock, my initial thought was, is this a reactionary action based off of what happened with Burke? Mm-hmm. Is this a, Oh crap. Like we dropped these two players. One of them's going, showing us up. Is this, like maybe we made the mistake here and they start to second guess and bring them back. I think that might be a little naive of me. I think they, they obviously got a lot more, more information on Megan than any of us do. Um, but, but that was definitely a thought that, uh, that came in. Rachel, what do you think? I, I don't think it's that complicated in my opinion. I think 
throughout the course of a season, the the makeup of your roster and situations are always evolving. It's such a fluid thing. And Dallas is facing injuries now that they didn't have when they first waived Megan. And then you have, you know, the the loss of Glory Johnson, which that's truly what this is about. Glory is now leaving uh, for Eurobasket. Um, so she's leaving I, probably this week, I would imagine. I don't know the exact dates, but um, I think you combine those two factors at play of, of Glory's Glory will be leaving the team for a period of time, and now they have injuries. They didn't have that spot before, um, and now they do. And so that's kind of what I see this as. And, and you know, I agree with your point, Jasmine, about probably – waving her a little too soon. You know, I would have liked to have seen what else she could have done with a little bit more time. And I, and I know it was very difficult for um, the Dallas wings to, to do that. Like, like they, they didn't want really necessarily want to waive her. I mean, th- these are the decisions that these coaches and GMs have to make that are so painful because of the limited roster spots. You know, it's not like this was an easy decision for them. There were so many aspects of them that, you know, wanted to to keep both of them on their roster. That's just the unfortunate, um, you know, I guess world we live in when it comes to WNBA roster spots and just limited players being able to be on a team. But I think that because the the, the shift has happened and, and there is now an opportunity, now you're able to bring in some size to fill a need for with Glory being gone. Um, you get a little bit more time with, with someone who – um, probably needs a little more time in, in her development with amongst the roster. I mean, you know, she was coming into a completely different system than what she played in Iowa. You know, what she was asked to do in Iowa, the way she was conditioned, the way she played is polar opposite to what she's being asked to do in the WNBA. So her learning curve is going to be that much greater than your average rookie, in my opinion, because of just the way she played. And the only reason I think that way is I was a back back to the basket center myself. And so I, when I stepped out of that world, had a tremendous learning curve from just an X's and O standpoint, being able to step out and playing from screening action, all that sort of stuff. So um, I think this is just a great opportunity for both. I'm happy that Megan's going to get another shot at this and, and get some more time under Agler's reign, because I think he can really help her um, progress and, and it could be a good fit um, as time goes on. Yeah. And let's hope it uh, it works out for the state of the league and the fandom in Iowa. Um, something that has been getting a lot of attention so far in this WNBA season, and really every WNBA season since uh, Twitter, Facebook, or any social media has, has come about, is the issues with the league website. <laughs> now, I'm not one to throw shade, I right? I am. let me throw my shade and then i'll just throw it to you in the process of recording this episode i went to the league website you know silly me i figured i'd go to the league website get some stats on the team and i'm looking at all these stats whatever i'm throwing out stats i'm feeling good about myself and then i dig a little deeper to realize that if you go to the league advanced stats site or page all the stats on that on the landing page for the stats for team stats is 2018 stats. What the hell? <laughs> well, like, what is that? Let's just dive into this and not Thank hold you. back. I'm ready. Let's do it. We we've got let's let's highlight it real quick, Rachel. What, Rachel? Give me give me what? give me the bullet points real quick of 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 recent major issues that we've had on the league. Goodness, I mean, we could talk about we're we're just talking social media 
and the website. I mean, you could talk with the news of, you know, Lindsay Gottlieb getting hired with the Cavaliers. They, they start with that on the splash page, which why that necessarily is on there in the first place, I'm not sure. Uh, I mean, it's still great news. So yeah, let, let's highlight it. But, yep. you know, they're saying she coached at UCLA when, okay, she coaches at Cal. She has for many years now. Um, I think, what, what else was there yesterday? I mean, there were there were uh, tweets that went out that were just inaccurate. I mean, they, they, they were tagging uh, Tisha Pinachero in some tweets about congratulating her into her induction to the Hall of Fame. And they're, they're, they tagged some random guy named Will Hoffman and, and <laughs> didn't correct the tweet that it was the Women's Basketball Hall of Fame Twitter handle. They tagged some random guy with like 50 followers, um, which he was actually really cool about it. He like tweeted back like and made a big joke out of the thing. But um, you know, then today, you know, my, my buddy Curtis on, on Twitter, who just literally cracks me up from so many aspects is always trolling the, the site and catching these errors. And, you know, we started out the WNBA uh, all-star voting today, everything went live. And uh, if you go on there, they've got Dewana Bonner, who is arguably the MVP of the league at this point right now. You can't find her under the the Mercury roster. She's under the, the the Liberties roster. Just for those of you who want to vote for Bonner, which I'm sure many of us do at this point to be an All Star because she should be. So she's under the the Liberty roster. That's an error. And then you know one of the last things I found is <clears throat> they're 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 tagging the wrong pictures. Like Tiffany Hayes, they've got as Marie Gulich. You know you've got they got Asia the McCarthy. Samuelsons confused. Hayes, yeah, the Samuelsons. Well, I mean, what do you mean? It's not the league. No, one of the one of the sisters isn't even in the league and they're uh, using her photo for a sister who is in the league. Yeah, I mean it's just um you we could go we could go on and on for hours about the errors. Um and I mean and what Jasmine what else could you possibly <laughs> say? I Every this is why I get so sarcastic on Twitter with them because I'm like, and somebody has been ever tell me yesterday, and he's probably right. He said that as far as the uh, Tisha uh, tweet, I made a comment about some intern needs to be reprimanded for this. Now he's not used to my sarcasm. Now, hey, <laughs> it was a two way street with this one because a, if it was an intern, yes, they do need to be reprimanded, but two. If it wasn't an intern, they need to be reprimanded too. That's my thing. At the end of the day, somebody needs to account for this right here because y'all are going to put some respect on Tiffany Gerald's name. She was the first chick I saw that outside. Right. Well, I'll be honest. She was the first white chick. I was like, yo, she ball. I didn't realize, you know, white girls have yeah. handles like that. And I told her that. I told her I actually told her like, that. White girl can jump? Listen, like, if they ever make a movie out of that with just females, I hope that she, with just women, I hope that she is chosen because I said, you, and then as a child, I told her this. So, that's why I was like, y'all are not about to sit up here and put, you know, tweet the wrong thing. And it's one of those things that it's insulting. More than anything, it's insulting to the game that we love. It's insulting to these women. And I'm tired of seeing the disrespect. I'm really over it because my thing is, if y'all can tell us what LeBron is eating every other week, then somebody can get these names right. Somebody can get, you know, what your, what your actual job is. Somebody can get that right. That's all I'm saying. So That's insulting. That's a spit in the face. That's a slap to the face. Why do you have an intern 
in charge of the social media platform for one of the quickest growing professional sports leagues in sports right now. Well, and, and, and but, but you know what? There True. are a lot of interns out there who do fantastic work. A lot of interns out there who are on it and they cross check and, and they're efficient and, and they, and they really are on top of it. And that's the part that I don't understand here. Like, okay, if we're going to hire an intern, if we're going to have this as a part-time position or whatever, why are we not holding these people accountable to be accurate with this information? It's getting to a point where it looks Bush league. And, and I don't want to say that out loud because it's harsh and we all want to act like this is rainbows and cupcakes, but it's not. It's ridiculous. This looks absolutely ridiculous. And if we can't get these basic steps right of tweeting out accurate information, and you, and you know what? We all make mistakes. I have typos in my tweets like daily. You know, but- you know it's a tweet for me if I have a typo in it. Absolutely. I mean, that's that's just normal for you. But if if... if- if you know we can't get on there quickly and 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 adjust it and fix it or put out the proper information, I mean, I, I just don't understand why it's this difficult. I could name right now twenty people on my timeline that I have known in this community who could blow this out of the water, who could be hired right now on probably a part time basis and and get this right. And I don't understand why we can't get this right. And this is not something that involves a ton of money or reinventing the wheel or sponsorship deals or all that. I mean, this is just putting information on free platforms and getting it right. And if we can't start there, then I don't know what the hell else we're doing because we have got to be able to start here and look professional. Well, it's hard to troll the trolls when you can't even like link to stuff to troll them, you know? Mm-hmm. That that's it right there. And like not just that. I, I've seen what was it? I think it was last season during I think it was All-Star Weekend. Somebody, and I'm guessing this is some amateur that works at the WNBA office, tweeted a picture of like um uh, tweeted a picture of Spider-Man and some guy in the Spider-Man suit. And I'm assuming that somebody meant to tweet this on their own account and end up tweeting it on the yeah. WNBA account. And I'm just like, help me understand it. Like, I don't understand. Help me understand what is y'all's process for making sure. Because even with us as media, we can't even get things, you know, we can't even cover the, uh, the, the, the excuse me, the league accurately. Like you said, because we're looking at last season's numbers. Come on. Like, it, like there's no excuse at this point for it. And it's just kind of like, at one point, what, what is going to have to be done to make this change? And it explains why there's such a disconnect between the players and the office now. Oh, yeah. And honestly, I think that's kind of a good thing because that's going to push for change. But like yes. you're saying, if, you know, the league is out there trying to get more people to cover it, more people to write these amazing stories. And us as, as reporters are sitting here looking at the league website that has one set of stats, looking at ESPN that has one set of stats, looking at, you know, basketball reference or whatever that has one set of stats. And it's like, all right, well, there goes that story because I don't know which line of stats to follow. Right, right. Exactly. Exactly. I think, I think it's really just accountability. You know, it's not like it's not like any of us and the media want to sit here and just, yeah, I mean, it, it, there are points where like we make light of it and it's, it's fun to kind of laugh about, but I don't really want to do that. You know, I don't want to continue to have these conversations and be disappointed with this information that keeps getting, getting out there. That's not accurate because I want, like, I'm cheering for the league, you know, like I'm cheering mm-hmm. for the website and the social media. Awesome. 
Um, it just makes the whole brand that much better. And I, but I do think that we have a responsibility to hold it accountable, you know, because if not us, who's going to, and if the fans don't know where to go and where we're helping point them in that direction, and if it's not accurate information, well, how can you expect people to really be engaged with the league? So um, I don't know. I, I'm, 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 I get pretty fired up about it, especially just because I get sick of it. And I know I speak for a lot of people for it, but I just hope that this is something that, you know, Kathy Engelbert can come in and, and just, like I said, just, just, just hold it accountable, D- demand, demand better from it. Because that, to me, it's a simple, it's a simple fix. Oh, totally. Um, I, yeah. All right. You got, you guys all hit it on the head. Jazz, you want to, you want to toss in one last comment and then uh, let the fans know where they can find your, uh, your content. Hashtag do better. Um, you, <laughs> I really, I mean, we could do this all day. Uh, but you can find me on all social media at We Got Game too. Uh, and uh, just you know, I like to cover women's sports in general outside of the W. So keep up with me. We at Winsider believe in the players of the W and its community deserve the same in-depth analysis and respect that men's sports receive on a daily basis. Please consider joining our Patreon community to help support the work that we do.